I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, drawing a house or anything else on location. An attempt at urban sketching. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 471, Draw a House. Everything on the planet is a shape. That could be the title, but that wasn't my quote. It is a quote I heard this week from an artist who was intent on convincing a small group of mostly older women that they can draw that we can draw everything on the planet is a shape we all know that anyone who has looked at any books about drawing you know that everything breaks down into shapes and that if you can train yourself to approach drawing that way things might be easier or might click into place for you might make more sense i don't tend to draw that way because i wasn't ever trained to draw that way but It's a good reminder. Everything on this planet is a shape. And when you look at that thing in front of you, do you see a big square and a big rectangle? There you go. So it is October 1. Who knew I would be back so quickly? (laughs) Used to, I wouldn't have said that. Used to, it would have been a given, but now it's not. Who knew that I would be back so quickly? Sometimes I release a show and... I'm all excited having done the show and having recorded the show, and then I have to struggle through the editing of the show because things change when you get older. And then by the time I get done, then I'm second-guessing it, and I'm doubting it, and I'm deleting stuff, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I release a show, and I watch it hover there in the winds out there just hovering, and I think, what am I doing? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. Should I be doing this anymore? Does it matter that I'm doing this anymore? Me with this little bitty show. Me with this little bitty show. This little bitty story and this little bitty narrative and this little bitty documentation of life and this little bitty voice out here in the middle of nowhere trying to convince all of you that having a creative life, even in the margins, matters is worth it, is worth your time and your intention and your self-care, your self-commitment, your belief that it matters and that it can bring you mindfulness and balance and peace and satisfaction, pride, contentment, entertainment, definitely can pass the time, all of those things. What am I doing? What am I doing here? Should I still be doing this? Is it time to stop doing this? And yet here I am again, because of course, I love it so much. I love it so much, and I always have. But today is October 1, and so I should go start my first Inkto portrait drawing. That's what I should do. I was up early, and it's just on my brain. I need to go tackle this. I need to get out of the gate 
Why am I not getting out of the gate? Why did I pick up my keyboard instead? Why am I sitting here trying to balance my coffee in my lap and make notes and then sit here and now record this show? I'm dragging my heels. I don't know. Inktober, day one. I'm dragging my heels, my first Inkto portrait drawing. I am a bit worried this year. I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried about my own series. Ah, well, I tell myself, oh, well, it will be fine. All will be well. (laughs) It's a bit of a blank page. And blank pages in my journal don't typically throw me. I just start. People say, what do you do first? How do you know what to do? I just start. I don't usually have any plan, a line, a note, the date, the number of the week. All of those things are really easy just to get something on the page. I might draw a circle. I might draw a square. I might give myself some kind of container to draw a portrait into. I just do something. And then I move ahead. I know I'm going to fill most of the page, so it doesn't really matter to me. With the October series, I'll be doing several on a page. And the first one sets the stage in some ways, the size, the tone, what I do or don't fit in around it, how dark it is, how much black and white. It feels like it carries some weight, this first one. And so I am dragging my heels. I think I'm going to work on loose paper this time instead of in a bound book. And that will change things. It changes this, the mechanics of it. I'll need to use a board, different things. It makes the size maybe more awkward for the way I normally work. I don't know. Might not have been the best decision. I don't know. I'll be using a completely different paper even, so I don't know. But I'm going to do that in a bit, in a little bit, because I'm going to talk to you first about being a beginner. And you're thinking, wait, didn't she just do that last time? And you're right, I did. I am here, though, again, partly because this week I sat as a beginner in a chair, in a little courtyard, In the evening, the sun streaming through bright as it was going down after a long workday, mildly afraid that I was having a health event. And yet I sat there and I was a beginner. And this thing that I went to wasn't what was in my head when I recorded the last episode. But I had signed up for an urban sketching demo or workshop something at the library. The person leading it is a name that I know from all of the sketch groups that I belong to, the groups that I'm too intimidated or shy to go to. So I knew this person's name and I thought, I think I'll go to that. And when I first saw it listed in a library newsletter, it was in advance of the date that you could start signing up. So I put it off. And that date came and went, and I forgot. And then I remembered, I saw it again, and I checked on it, and you had to call to sign up. You couldn't just email. Okay, so I didn't sign up. So I waited. (laughs) I waited because you had to call. I kept thinking I would return some books, and I would be there, and I would just do it in person. And I kept putting off the library trip because, oh, things are busy. And not being able to hop in my own car parked on the street the way that I have for more than 20 years. I mean, 
way longer than that overall, but more than 20 years at this location, it continues to really hamper things. So I just keep putting things off. But finally, about two weeks before the event, I went to the library because otherwise I was going to be billed for this overdue book. And that was the night of the Ginkgo's. I went into the library after that. I wandered around the shelves. I posted an image a few days later, just a few days ago. So you may have seen this actually, but I had a weird moment. I have a lot of weird moments in libraries. You remember back when I was getting ready to do the 50 before 50, and I was thinking about all the different series I could do. And ironically, it's very ironic that so many of those ideas were urban sketching related because I thought about drawing all the libraries, visiting all the libraries, documenting that, drawing them. And I also thought about doing that with ice cream shops. I thought about coffee shops, all projects that would be super cool to do. Before I leave here, I would like to do those things. Those things still hover around me. They are tantalizing ideas and they all involve urban sketching. I don't know. I do have odd moments at the library and I have talked about so many of those. So many of those. All about coffee. That was a big one. So I had a weird moment at the library this night. I like this branch that I go to now. It's got a fireplace. That's a big draw. But even more in its favor, it has very easy parking, which is something that you can never take for granted in this city. And so I started going there during the pandemic, and then I switched it to be my pickup point, even though it's a bit farther away than my other branch. Made a lot of sense in the last few years. It was in the general direction of the high school that we were going to, so it made sense. It might not make as much sense now, but again, it does have easy parking. It's relatively small. I know where the graphic novels are. And I always head there. I look at the teen books. I always have things on hold on the reserve shelves. I look at the new books. I know where the art section is and the craft books like knitting and crochet are all in the same space. I generally scan all those shelves. It's part of the little circuit I make. The library isn't as inviting maybe as the other one for scanning shelves. It is different. It is different. But I do have these routine stops on this night, I sort of just stood in front of some different shelves. (laughs) I really did. I was just in front of some different shelves, a completely different section. And I ended up, I don't know how I ended up facing a book called Reinvention Roadmap by Liz Ryan. It's a career book. Something about it caught my eye, something on the spine. I pulled it down and it's illustrated inside. It's pretty cool. I've been in a weird headspace, both with what I've done with my life, the risky position I'm in now as I age on all fronts, and of course, how to make ends meet. And so I saw this book and the universe was speaking loudly. The universe clearly thinks I just don't pay any attention. And this was a very loud message. These are messages I feel like I just can't hear, that I am just too old to hear. I can't risk or afford to hear. But there it was in front of me, this book. And 
the next book <laughs> in the same space. In the same space. The next book that my eyes saw and that I put my hand on was Austin Kleon's Show Your Work. And that isn't a new title, but it's one I haven't looked at before. It's one that I've resisted a bit. Of course, we've probably all looked at Steel Like an Artist. This one's Show Your Work. I've checked it out before, but I don't think I've ever really read it. But there it was in front of me. The universe had two messages for me right then. Two. And even if I don't act on messages, I, I do notice them. From the teen shelves, I think it was on the teen shelves, I grabbed a pop manga book. And I took everything and sat by the fireplace to look at the stack see what I might take home, what I might actually look through or really use once I checked it out. The timing wasn't good for the pop manga book, but it's a beautiful book. I really just couldn't resist. It's a really beautiful book. I love the style of the work in it. And so I decided I would take that too. So I checked out my books at the kiosk and then I went to the desk and asked in person about the urban sketching signup. It took a bit for her to sort it out, but when she brought the sign-up sheet to me, there was a moment where I instantly understood that it was full. I had been concerned that I might be the only one, so I had figured, well, it's okay that I delayed a little bit. But as she flipped the sheet back and forth, looking at it with this sort of puzzled look, I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. So it had been full, but there had been one or two cancellations. One or two of the first people who signed up had called to cancel. I appreciate people who do that. They called saying, I'm not going to make it. And so I got one of those spots. I was in luck. I was in luck. The universe was having a field day. The universe was probably having a field day with millions of people, but somehow the universe was having a field day with me. So that event that I signed up for was this week. I'd had a long day. I had planned to stop working earlier, go for a leisurely walk at the library before the event, sit for a while, read, draw, and then move to the demo space. But work didn't let go of me until late, much later than I anticipated. And... Suddenly, I wasn't feeling well, but I'd signed up for this class, and it felt like a chance, like a step, a something, a first step in something deliberate and intentional in this course that I know I need to take, this path, a path that isn't necessarily about art. It is about something else, but this class felt like a first step. And so I went. Carefully and cautiously, I went. And I carefully and cautiously walked up and down the street in the minutes before going in. I got there just a few minutes early, not as early as I hoped, but early enough. I walked back and forth a few times, as much of a walk as I could manage in a little bit of time, and trying to settle everything in me down. And so then into the library, I picked up my books on hold. There were actually a bunch. The one I most wanted wasn't there. I have a bad feeling I didn't get there in time. But there were a bunch of others and sort of too many. So I sat down quickly. I thumbed through a couple that I would really like to look at but didn't want to 
lug around right then, so I checked out some, and then I headed out to the courtyard. It quickly became clear that there was an assumption that if you don't urban sketch, you probably don't draw. That was interesting to me. Interesting. Maybe a little odd. Made me feel a little bit odd. But it didn't really matter. I didn't draw anything that night that I haven't drawn before. I've sat and tried to do this kind of drawing before. I talked about the five-minute things in the last show. I did that for a while. But like I said last time, this isn't something that I've really given my full attention to, that I've practiced and practiced and practiced to somehow make part of what I do. I found the artist's presentation delightful. I really did. I thought she was entertaining and she was so enthused about what she does. It was delightful. She had good tips. She was so excited about urban sketching, about drawing on location, about always having your tools with you, about never leaving without a sketchbook, at least in your pocket. I really loved listening to her intro spiel. I just kept jotting down the things she was saying because it's what I do. I loved seeing her portable setups. She showed us several different ones, different sizes, three different sizes, one super small, and one in between, and one slightly bigger. And these were not super fancy things, but they were incredibly functional, simple, functional, efficient. It was really cool to see them. I love tools like that. So many of us love tools, love seeing how people assemble and carry and use their tools. Beyond sort of the board setup, she had good advice about how she carries her other tools and a policy of everything having to fit in her backpack when she travels. All good, really good advice. Everything she showed, she was like, I have this and this so that I can do this. And in 1.5 seconds, I can be sketching. (laughs) I can use this. And in two seconds, I am sketching. It's really compelling. This sense that you should be able to stop anytime, anywhere, and immediately be able to start sketching what you see instead of taking the picture. I probably do both. But instead of taking the picture, that quickly you can be sketching. And her point was that she sketches everywhere, anywhere. She said her map app has flags for more than 800 locations, points at which she has sketched in the city, places that she thinks are good to sketch. If you are waiting somewhere in line, she said you can draw. Now, I talk about drawing while waiting all the time, but she was talking about drawing while waiting on the spot, in line, not sitting in your car while you're waiting for your kids or before you go into the grocery store or before you go back into your house at home, but just pulling out your sketchbook right there in the grocery store and drawing. It's pretty compelling. Never leave without your sketchbook in your pocket, she said, even when walking the dog. I really loved hearing her perspective. And talking about the fact that she stops everywhere to draw, she was saying, you know, people might be like, oh, again? And she said the solution to that is really simple. Get a friend who draws. Or go to urban sketching meetups. People who draw. So funny. So then she had us do a blind contour drawing. Nothing like blind contour to make you feel really out of sorts. That's my view on that, but we did that. And then she did a demo of how she would approach drawing the house that was facing us. The side of the house was what we could see. 
It had a few windows, a low fence, a bunch of bushes and small trees in the foreground, which were inside the library courtyard. And so she did a quick demo of how she would block it in. And then we did it. We drew it on regular printer paper with a number two school pencil on a hard clipboard. We all sat in our little chairs and we worked on our drawings. And she milled around the seats, looking over our shoulders and making comments here and there. I thought she handled it really well. It was fun. It did feel like I was able to calm down and sort of settle down a little bit, just sitting there. The air cooled off. The sun kept dropping, so the light wasn't quite as bright coming from the ocean side. I didn't love working with that pencil. No. But I worked on blocking in the house. I know that the trees and the bushes in the foreground would have been the stumbling block for me in approaching that scene. And when she stopped and looked over my shoulder, I asked something about that. And her approach and her advice was good. And it was different than what I would normally have done. It was interesting to sit there. It was interesting to sit there as a beginner. In that moment, I was just a beginner on exactly the same page as everyone else. In that setting, it felt a little rushed to me that I had to do this more quickly than I wanted, that I needed to have it take shape on the page quickly enough to have something to show. And I think that's part of what you learn to do as you do this kind of work on the spot. In trying to block in some shading, I was using my typical hatching approach and it seemed so wrong. It didn't seem wrong at first, but as I kept looking at it, it just looked so wrong. It looked especially wrong with pencil, but it just didn't seem right for what I was doing. I think in ink, it still would have worked. But the intent with urban sketching for so many people is that the next step is watercolor. So you're just blocking in this basically contour, this line, and then you'll be doing the shading and all of that and bringing that in with color. You'll handle it differently than with pen and ink where you need to rely so much on line work and hatching and cross-hatching and maybe stippling and things like that. A lot of the people around, I could tell, were shading with pencil, like coloring it in. And ah, yeah, that was a disorienting moment because it's very different than cross-hatching. It felt like things realigned a little bit for me. It's just not the way I work. And I had to sort of realize that the way I work may or may not translate a one-to-one ratio to this kind of drawing. But again, we were just doing this really quick pencil sketch. In a different scenario, you would go on to either ink it or add watercolor and ink both or just watercolor or something. Something would bring it out. And then there was the final throwdown. I didn't know it was called that until she said it, but that throwdown is partly why I've never gone to an in-person meet. If I'm really honest, that's part of it. At the end, they all lay down their sketchbooks or drawing boards and walk around and look at what everybody did, see what everybody created in the day. It's kind of funny. We do that at the end of my drawing group and it's fine. But somehow it has always seemed really intimidating to me when I see they'll take a photo and you'll see these photos posted. Here's what everybody did at today's urban sketch meetup. And that has always kind of worried me a little bit. We did our throwdown of our little house drawings with our number two pencils, 20 minute or less sketches of a house we could only partially see. It was a really good event. 
And I realized throughout it how much it placed me right in the context of the last podcast. I realized anew how awkward it can be to be a beginner when we know we are fairly skilled or proficient at something else, something adjacent. So it isn't that I don't know how to draw, but I don't do that kind of drawing. And yet in that moment, in that context, no one knows what your adjacent skills or experience might be. And it can feel a little awkward. You have to let yourself just accept that you probably look completely like a beginner. There were some women there who were possibly brand new to drawing based on some of the questions I heard answered and some of the reassurances that everyone can draw. Draw what you see. But really, we all managed to draw the square and the rectangle to make the house and the angles of the gutter lines and the windows and understand how adding a bit of shading at certain points on those windows gives them depth. I already have a plan for October, and so it feels like I'm on hold in some weird way. Like, I did this thing, and I just want to sort of pursue it a little bit, but I'm kind of on hold. And I've also been trying to figure out if I can work in the birdtober prompts. Some of those birds I would love to draw. It may be that I just use the names of the birds, and I would be tempted to draw some of those. So I'm trying to figure out how I can combine things. I know it's biting off more than I can chew, probably. I looked up the first several just to see, okay, can I find a photo of these, and how might I fit this in with my portrait thing? And I was shocked, literally shocked, to find that one of the first birds that I was looking up is the bird that I saw at the rehab center earlier this year. I had to go to this rehab center to visit several times over a couple of weeks. And I was so charmed by these birds. They have so much pattern. They are, oh, they're so whimsical. And I didn't know what they were. Seeing these birds now and learning their name (laughs) felt pretty profound. It was just so unexpected. So I don't know that I can fit the birds in. I think it's probably going to seem a little odd if I just use their names, but I'm thinking about just using their names, working in the words around my portraits, which is something that I would like to do, although I think it would probably might look odd. I toyed, though, with doing some urban sketching as an extra. I had been thinking about it anyway. And then there was some discussion in our group of people doing timed drawings for Inktober, sort of plunging in with the challenge and with ink and maybe using the timer approach. And I started thinking again and sort of refining my thinking and thinking that maybe I really do need to challenge myself to do more buildings, draw more buildings, to practice this, to see if I can improve my eye and my on-the-spot work, and to see if I want to take the next step with watercolor. Completely unrelated to all of this, much more related to Illustrate Your Week, there is a watercolor store here in the city that I have wanted to go to for years. I haven't made myself go by myself, and I also don't right now paint. It has felt like I shouldn't go, even though I've been more and more tempted to go. And I've been trying to figure out if I want to take that step, even in my journal, if I want to go there if that's the next evolution for what I'm doing. 
So bringing in some watercolor with urban sketching might give me a reason. I do have watercolor. It's not like I need anything, but I've been thinking about it. So I started thinking, well, maybe I should do something small every day in October for Inktober that also addresses this urban sketching itch, this thing, and not make it my primary project to do something small. So part of my hesitation is that I don't leave the house every day anymore. And that is something I really have to think through. Can I do what I'm setting myself up to do? I probably won't drive somewhere every day to do this, but I could walk down the street, down the hill, down the street, and be in front of a few places. Now, I don't think they're the most interesting places to look at, but does it really matter? Probably not. Can I fit it in? If I work at it, yes. If I'm intentional about it, yes. So I'm thinking about it today. Today's the day. (laughs) I have to start all the things I want to do today and then see what sticks or what I care enough about to push through with. But yesterday, yesterday, I took the day off and I worked in a pit stop at the lake that was timed so that I could be there for just a quick walk and maybe time to read or draw before I had to do a pickup at the medical center. So I had carefully thought this through, that I could fit this in, I hoped, and have enough time. And it was too short, but it's okay. I did it. As soon as I got there, it's just, it's a magical spot for me. It is one of my favorite spots here. And I had been intentional in gathering my things before I left. I didn't bring my illustrated journal. And I didn't bring the smaller sketchbook that I sort of decided didn't work for my illustrated journal, but that I've been using for the weekly uh, comic drawing session I've been sitting in on and things like that. Instead, I grabbed a sheet of loose Bristol from a pad that I wanted to test. I dug out Matthew's old artboard, the smaller one, which I'm really glad I have to use when I'm working on something that isn't in a book. I folded the Bristol in half, figured I'm just going to try this paper out, grabbed a pencil and a pen. So when I got out of the car... And I actually intended to sit in the car and just do a portrait on that paper because I wanted to try that paper before today. I wanted to try that paper for a portrait to see what I think. But when I got out of the car, I carried the artboard with me. I thought, you know, maybe I should just do this. And that was a big step. It was sort of a big step. It was unusual. I don't think I've ever done that before. I don't think I've ever carried my sketchbook or a sketchboard or anything like that with me when I've hopped out of the car to go for a little walk. It was very public. I felt self-conscious walking with this artboard in my hands, but I did it. I walked carrying my board and I snapped photos. And yes, I snapped photos of people on benches to draw them later. That really is my nature. I watched the turtles because I love the turtles. I looked at the trees, hoping I might catch sight of the herons, where I know they nest. It's not the right time of year, but I looked. I often have seen them standing around. I meandered. And then, as I headed back to the car, I stopped in front of an empty bench. Now, this lake, it's beautiful, and it's magical, and all of these things, but it's also nature. And I definitely don't do a lot of nature. The bushes and the trees and all of that, those are way beyond my drawing. But a bench is a really concrete thing. It's got very clear lines. And so 
I stopped in front of an empty bench and I stood away from it. I stood on the dirt behind the sidewalk and I sketched this empty bench that's looking out over the water. I loosely blocked in the sidewalk, the grasses in front of it that climb high right along the edge of the lake, the line of the lake beyond the shore, the other edge, just getting in where that would be. But I really focused on the bench and the bushes right in front of it, between it and the lake, and then the bit of sidewalk behind it. People passed me and I just did my thing. I backed up, I moved a time or two as people passed, trying not to lose my position though, so that I was still at the right angle, the right vantage. I got the bench in. Did I get it in differently than if I had drawn it from a photo? I don't know. I really don't. I know a lot of people have really strong feelings about that and strong feelings about not drawing from photos. I have always maintained that I do better with photos, but it's part of the assumption that I'm challenging for myself. Part of the story that I tell myself that I'm putting to the test see if I can broaden my story or change it. I felt accomplished doing it. I was glad that I did it. I felt proud of myself for taking that step. I felt grateful that my timing was just right, that I'd gotten in enough of it to feel good about doing it, to feel like I had stood there, stood there, stood there and did a drawing just enough before I got texted that it was time for this pickup. Is it an awesome drawing? Probably not. Is it a finished drawing? Nope. It's not. It's just a pencil sketch. But I know that if I do it again, and if I keep doing it, my ability might get better. It's a chance I'm willing to take. It may be that I just don't really enjoy it or love it. There is something about that standing there, though, on the spot that I really liked. There's something about that that is a slowing down that I really, really, really liked. So like I said, it's a chance I'm willing to take. It's funny. Some things in life are a gamble. But when it comes to making art, what do you have to lose? A few pieces of paper? Some graphite? Some ink? Maybe a bit of pride? I don't know. I hope you have a plan for daily art in October. Whether you are using an Inktober prompt set, the main one, or any of the myriad others, and drawing every day that way, or doing some other art form for the month, I hope you have a plan. And that if it's something new to you, that you go with it and you try just to suck it up. Let yourself be a beginner. Let yourself feel awkward. That you go with it. That you allow yourself to embrace the plan and to give it a chance wherever it is you're starting. And it might be that you're working on a project that is right there in your wheelhouse, in your comfort zone, in your field of expertise, or in your strong suit. That's what I'm doing with portraits. It's what I know I can do. But I think I want to work in this little bit of other thing that would be a little bit of a challenge, a separate challenge. So I hope you think it through and that you don't shy away from trying something new and that you go with it. I am the art. The art is me. And that is it for today. (laughs) A short show, but it's not. I sort of feel like I should apologize. I thought it was going to be a short show. I thought, oh, I'm going to sit down and tell them really quickly about this really cool workshop demo thing that I did and what it was like to sort of sit there and be a beginner. Yet it seems like it took forever. And I guess maybe I should apologize. Maybe the most important thing there was the workshop and the moment at the lake. 
So anyway, I'll talk about Show Your Work soon. Most of you have probably read it. I want to take a look at it with the current me in mind, with my current eyes, where I am now, how I feel now, this game that I feel we're constantly playing and that I constantly fail at, that I'm just never get right. I always think I'm doing something wrong. So I am curious, since this book landed in front of me unexpectedly again, I'm going to look. And hey, if you're in SF and you happen to listen to this show and you're afraid to go to the Urban Sketch meets and you want to hook up and draw in person, drop me a message. We can go to a coffee shop or a library, or stand out on the street. We can do any of those things. Or if you go to Urban Sketch Meets here, and you are outgoing enough for the both of us and willing to take on someone else, let me know. It's been three years since I vowed to go to the Urban Sketch Group here. It was one of the things on my list when the pandemic struck, and I accomplished checking it off my list by doing something virtual. So I've still never really done it. So that's me. I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram with Inkto Portraits and Illustrate Your Week at oamyoamy. If you're interested in this show and staying up to date with what's going on, please consider signing up for the newsletter. There is a Facebook group, the Creativity Matters group at Facebook. Thank you to those of you who support the show. Many of you have supported the shows through the years. All of you who listen, I very much appreciate everyone who listens to this show. Thank you to those of you who have supported the show with Kofi or the Amazon wish list or at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next week, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you, even if it's a new form. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone.